Welcome to the Shine Shine Geek the Shine Geek and Fast Fret podcast. Done. Well done. Okay, we're gonna use that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Did uh do you always have like books going like like more than one book when you're reading or is it just you start one, finish it, move on to the next? Uh, I usually get three or four books I'm reading at a time and three or four books I'm writing at a time. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Switch to whichever one is my fancy that day. Yeah. Are you a big reader, Todd? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> How many books do you have on the go? Uh, I got one book that I started uh, six years ago, and I think I'm, I think I was like uh, third or quarter, half halfway through. Weren't you working on speed reading, Todd? At some point, it was. I don't know. No. (laughs) No, I'm working on like three or four songs. Um, These are ones just to practice. We're we're doing some Alice in Chains tunes. So, yeah. So I was practicing those last night. Ones. uh rooster oh. uh, this is the unplugged kind of version okay so there was that one also i got here let me just see um rooster say no excuses oh nice uh we're gonna be doing uh peter frampton baby i love your way that's a good that's mm-hmm. a good Alison chain song yeah and uh yeah <laughs> well that's just another one okay um i love rainy night no way! Yeah, I love I, a rainy night. I remember hearing it, but I haven't really listened to it to try and play it. But that should be pretty good. One of those crossover hits of the seventies, I guess. Yeah, hold that? my, hold my hand, Hootie and the Blowfish. I can't remember how that goes, but I'll have to hold my hand. That guy go. Come on, Ron. Something like that. You can take me higher. Is that Hootie? <laughs> yeah, no. There you go. Get on. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny. We're watching Gilmore Girls right now. And, oh, uh, no. The good, the new one or the old one? Or is there an uh, old well, new one? No, uh, it's, it's the old one. And um, there's a punk rock chick in that show. Mm-hmm. Who's my favorite person in the show? Yeah. Yeah. Sebastian plays on there, too, yeah, isn't he? Sebastian's in her band. Yeah. Sebastian Bach? Yeah. Yeah. That was his yeah, that was his acting debut was in there. And then he moved on to Trailer Park Boys. Trailer Park I remember him yeah. in that. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> he Snoop. Yeah, and then he moved to Broadway and he did some Broadway stuff too. Are you shitting me? No, <laughs> he dude, acted dude. on Broadway. Yeah, man. He was doing um I can't remember what it's called, but it was like Jekyll and Hyde on Broadway. It was like it was all opera stuff. It well, lasted more than a week. <laughs> like I, dude, I can't I, imagine. He made more money off of that than he did in Skid Row. Yeah, but was how to what were the critics like? I imagine over the moon. Over the really? Moon. Well, okay, he's, he's a trained uh, classical singer, isn't he? Uh, oh, he's had, he's the, had training, I think. I don't know. What do you think, Ron? I'm not trying to. I don't want to shit on him because I, you know, obviously he's very successful and all that. But I would never picture him as a Broadway actor. You know. Yeah. Well, here, here's one you probably didn't know. Paul Stanley did the same thing. I did hear about that actually. Yeah, I, I remember that. That was how long ago was that? That must have been like over a decade, right? Probably a couple of decades, I'm sure. Do you remember what he did? The play? He did uh, the Phantom. 
Hey, okay, since we're on Paul Stanley, what's the deal with him and Ace right now? Did, did, did you hear that in the news? Oh, okay, I want to talk about it. Yeah. So it's something like Todd, Paul insulted Ace. Okay, Todd, Todd, do you know I haven't read any this? of this? No. Okay, so let's this go back. To, let's go back to the beginning here. So Ace Freely, one of his best friends is Eddie Trunk, right? Eddie Trunk's the guy on Sirius Radio, and he's got his own pod. Oh, he's got his own podcast. He had that eight that metal show on VH1. Very popular yeah. dude. And him and Ace go all the way back to an Ace Quit Kiss. Oh, Eddie Trunk ran was one of the guys that ran Megaforce Records, which is which is the label that signed Ace post Kiss. And Freely's comment and all that came out of that. So they've been friends when Ace was in really dire straits. He was in dire straits. <laughs> <laughs> There's Can a rumor. Imagine there'd be a good solo <laughs> insulting the swing. Pick with your hand. Pick with your hands. I'm just. Gonna, I'm gonna bend this note over and over and over again. Let me tell you. <laughs> but anyway, so they're, so yeah. they're really, really, really good friends. And Eddie Trunk used to be friends, I think, with Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, until he called them out for having a cheater Chris in the band and fake freely. <laughs> that's pretty good. good. That's that's good. Clever. Well, truth truth so, hurts, I guess. So right? anyway, so now so now it, Eddie Trunk's on the side of peter and ace and he has them on the show like all but ace all the time so ace put out ace put out a comment and he wants a rebuttal and an apology from pretty much from paul stanley within seven days or he was going to start spilling all the stuff he has right he has a book but it was because paul stanley said uh, you know, I think he was questioned on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Like, why yes, didn't you correct. reunite with that? And he said, well, if we did that with Ace and Peter, we wouldn't have been called Kiss. We would have been called Piss. I believe that's, yeah, that's what exactly Ace is. That's oh, what pissed no. Ace off. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then Ace said, you were saying like. Yeah. So so Ace said, look, Ace wrote a, like all four members of Kiss wrote a book, right? Like the solo albums. <laughs> yeah. Like the solo albums. Yeah. <laughs> they all had the Kiss makeup on the front, right? For sure. So Gene put his out first because Gene wants to make money first. Mm-hmm. And then um, I can't remember. It was Peter Ace came next. Peter's book was fucking great. Oh, yeah. It was all, pu- all published from the same place. Uh, that's a good question. I don't or know. Just sporadic books everywhere. Like, But Peter's right. was, was like a pure tabloid uh, National Enquirer sort of book. <laughs> like it was just trash. Mm-hmm. it was it was like it was so bad it was good and then aces was was pretty good he didn't really shoot <laughs> any that's fine is is carolyn sending you sexy message no i i don't even know I'll, i never get texts but they're just going crazy today i don't know but anyway so so uh, so anyway so ace wrote a book and he said i decided to be civil and i decided to give what the fans want i didn't want to give them a bunch of dirt i just wanted to tell the story from my perspective so he was he was self-deprecating if anything and he wasn't mm-hmm. he didn't really shit on paul and gene right right a couple of jabs but they're really light jabs right yeah paul put Roast. his book yeah and paul put his book out last on purpose because he <laughs> wanted to shit on everybody including gene and he really shit on gene really it, wow he, his book is a piece of garbage paul stanley's book he should be embarrassed for putting that out Really? What 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 didn't you like about it? 
Oh, I don't like that. I spent 40 bucks on it and then well, dropped it yeah. off at the flea market the next day. Like as soon as I finished it, all wow. he did was shit on people. I'm mm. awesome. Everyone else sucks and everyone should be kissing my boots sort of book. Right. So at the hall of fame, when kiss gets inducted, the hall of fame says, look, we're finally going to induct you. They, they obviously didn't want to do it, but peer pressure, they eventually let them in. Right. So they said, well, they kind of deserve it after 50 years, like well, yeah. I, or 40, whatever it was at the time. Like they they're eligible. Like, there's, no, there's no denying what they did sure. in rock history. And they were, they were eligible for like 10 years before they were allowed in or something, something ridiculous like that. It was a long time. Eventually right. there's like, fine, we'll fucking put you in. They put them in, but the stipulation was only the four original members can perform. Right. Yeah. And Gina Paul said, fuck you. This lineup of Kiss has been together longer than the original lineup of Kiss. That's who's going to play. Right. And the Hall of Fame said, no, nobody gives a shit about the new members of Kiss. It's the original <laughs> four, blah, blah, blah. So they were just inducted without performing. Is that correct? Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because they also they also wanted. They, so that would I mean, I'll, I'll stand by Kiss on this. They said, look, if you're going to induct Kiss, it's not just the four. You need to induct Eric Carr, you know, who passed away, Bruce yeah. Kulik, because, I mean, he was in the band for like 12, 15 years. And then mm-hmm. the two new guys, Cheater Chris and Fake Freely. <laughs> <laughs> but they, that, right, that's right. They, that was their stipulation. And, but because, you know, when I can't remember when Pearl Jam was up there and they they got inducted, they got to induct uh, all 17 drummers they've had in their career. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And uh, same thing with the Chili Peppers. They got to induct every previous member. So, like, they, they make rules like, okay, well, this band's great. Kiss is not great, is kind of their opinion. But Pearl Jam, you know, all those bands are great. And we'll do, we'll kiss their ass, do whatever, you know, because we want them to be friends with us. So they yeah. would allow them, oh, this uh, member was in for like one month in between, you know, member replacement. So they're going to induct that guy too. Yeah. With Kiss, they it- just wouldn't bend right 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 kind of assholeish about it it is should it should be all the members of course you know well i guess to be inducted and, and be able to stand there and accept their word i i don't know but the, but getting back to like the, back to the, the story so the kiss were on howard stern and yeah all recollected to that time and he said and that he made the piss comment he said well if it was just the four original members it would have been piss and then paul <laughs> went on to say stuff like uh, Ace is problematic. He doesn't have a work ethic. Yeah, you know stuff like that. Like he said this over the years. Like he doesn't, you know, like he doesn't. He, he never plays anymore and all this. So what Ace said, which was great, was okay, okay, guys. In the <laughs> there's my Ace. Hey guys, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I <laughs> yeah, just remember I, that from I've been torn. The <laughs> I've been torn for the last twenty years. And I'm doing about a hundred dates a year, and I put out how many albums of my put out, Eddie? I don't even know. I put out. Well, you put out. Da, 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 you put out. So Ace has actually put out about like six or seven albums. Mm-hmm. Kiss have put out two in the last twenty five years. Fuck. <laughs> so and and then Kiss they play like once a week, right? Like you know they they, they play once a week. And right. Ace is playing, you know, three or four or five gigs a week. 
He's still out there. Eh? And he's, he's out still, there. He's still playing. He's playing he's, the little clubs, I guess that's why. Yeah, but he's selling out everywhere. Like, you know, he's <clears> doing <throat> good and he's making good money. And he's continuously putting content out. He's not... Like, he was uh, putting an album out every two years lately. Like, he's doing, you know... So he's like, so you're calling me lazy. You know, I'm up there performing every night. I'm playing my guitar pots. That's me. That's yeah. me playing my guitar pots. I'm singing. You know, uh, Paul, are, are you even singing? I don't even know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that was the thing. He was like, oh, I'm going to, you know, if you don't apologize to me yeah. in a week. I'm going to reveal the, this huge secret. But then he goes on to say, like, he he he's using backing tracks, backing vocals, yeah. backing yeah, back, tracks yeah. instead of singing. And, and Doc McGee agreed to it. <laughs> Doc McGee got interviewed by some guy named um, this guy who does. Um, uh, oh, what's it called? Uh, Stanley. Um, he's a guy who does a Stan, uh, Paul Stanley imitation. And he's just calling out Paul Stanley for being for, for lying. Think of Stanley here, Paul, and I challenge you to an interview. They're the well-known podcaster in the Kith community who's willing to facilitate the interview. What do you say, Paul? It's all up to you. He interviewed, he, he mocks Paul Stanley on his YouTube channel, and he had an interview with Doc McGee when Doc McGee had had a couple of wines at a Paul Stanley art show. And yeah. Doc McGee, Kiss's manager, oh, well, yeah, of course he has backing tracks. He sings along to them, but he does have backing tracks. Think it's Stanley here with the fake army. And Doc, when's Paul going to admit that he lip-synced? Uh, he sings every track. So he sings to it. So he's not lip-syncing. He sings, he fully sings. Okay. It's, it's enhanced. Every, you know, it's just part of the process to make sure that everybody hears the songs the way they should be sang to, to, to begin with. So, you know, nobody wants to hear people do stuff that's not real. It's not what so, they came to hear. So you're actually saying there are backing tracks that he's singing to? He'll sing to tracks. Gotcha. Yeah, they, they, everybody, it's all part of a process because everybody wants to hear everybody sing. Awesome. You know, he sings, but he sings, fully sings to every song. Um, and when are fans going to get their Dubai packages? Jesus, I, I'm sure we're trying to work that out now with the people that sold them. But it, we're going to make good on every one of them. I can tell you that. Kiss will. Yeah, and you know, I all... think a lot of artists do that anyways, sure. right? Yeah. Like, I, I think it was almost like Ace was implying, like, he's lip syncing or something. And I was like, I can't imagine that's the case. You know, he's saying, like, oh, he can't hit those notes anymore. So he's using backing uh, track. So anyway, so in, in the end, Ace said, look, I have another book. I, I got it on the shelf. My lawyer has it. And if anything should happen to me, <laughs> that book's <laughs> going to come out and it's got everything in it. Right. Now I could, uh, I'm going to come back in one week on your show, Eddie. And, um, if Paul, if Paul doesn't do a formal public apology, I'm going to share some of the tidbits from that book, <laughs> the stuff that I would never say. I'm not that kind of person, Eddie. I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> he's going to say, Paul, stuff like, he's going to say things like we already know, like he's wearing a wig. Well, he something. did it in the interview. He did say, look, I wear a wig. Ace admitted he wears a wig. Yeah. Gene and Paul have had a wig guy for like 20 years that they just fired who's now suing them. 
He says, they all have way. He said, that's nothing. <laughs> I've got more than that. He said, hey, so you know, he's got a, a, a fire tuck happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <He's got laughs> really yeah. Speaking of uh, Ace, do you guys know the Ace really Winnipeg connection? Like he used to, he used to be at the zoo all the time, the Osborne Zoo oh, before it was torn down. Want to hear this? Yeah, I, I, I actually, I don't. I was actually hoping you guys knew because I don't really know, but I know. I think for a long time, Ace was dating a, a girl from Winnipeg. No way. Yeah, I swear to God, this. Well, at least this is uh, from what I understand, and and like so, he would be uh, spotted at the old zoo, you know. Putting a few back, of course, and uh, yeah, because I, I, buddy was telling me I, there was an altercation in in the in the washroom downstairs with Ace, but I really, I, 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 you know, it's all hearsay. So I thought maybe you yeah. guys could confirm. Oh, shit, I wish I knew more about that. I got a Wikipedia that or something. Yeah, I know. Well, like he does work with, he has worked with Brent Fitz, right? Who's from Winnipeg? Oh, who's, who's he? A music producer? You don't know Brent Fitz? Okay. No. Let's edumacate you. Okay. Uh, Brent Fitz used to play in, I think, Shake Naked, like twenty years ago. Don't know Shake oh, Naked. Oh God, fuck! Thirty years ago, Lenita Erickson. There was all those bands at the time. Mark Labasse. There was all that those groups. Yeah. Bands. And Brent okay. Fitz used to play in some of those bands. I think Shake Naked was one of them. So Brent Fitz ended up hooking up with Todd Kearns, singer for Remember Age of Electric. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. So I'm for Kearns. sure. Todd Kearns is a Saskatchewan native, right? Okay. And Brent Fitz, a Winnipeg native. And they hooked up and they were doing stuff together. I think they worked with, they worked with, um, uh, Miles Kennedy. Miles mm. Kennedy is the guy that, uh, he does, um, he plays with Slash. Okay. Like you're in Slash's <laughs> band. I'm not that great at the rock history. You know? <laughs> no, no, I know least... this because he's, he's full I, I, and I've I don't know any Brent. of this either, so yeah, I'm, I'm just seen, learning. Yeah, I've seen Brent play like a bunch of times. Like Todd, when you and I used to go to the Palladium and and uh, Night Moves and all those, like we've seen yep. Brent play. We just you know we're making the connection. So anyway, yeah. what's he play? He plays uh, drums. Brent drums. Okay, but Brent is also the guy Todd when we saw Trooper mm-hmm. and we saw Streetheart. Right, he's the guy that jumped on stage to play with Streetheart. He grabbed the bass or something and just jumped on stage and played with them. Oh, okay. He's a huge. That's clout when you can do that. When you can just be in the audience. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I just happened to bring my bass. That was that was at the at the uh, casino, right? That was at the casino. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. so Brent and Todd are like great friends, and they became great friends with Bruce Kulick, who oh, they met this. at the Winnipeg Kiss convention. There was one Winnipeg Kiss convention, which oh. Brent Fitz put together. Did you go? Yeah, I was there. You, you were at the, the Kiss convention? Yeah, yeah. I met Bruce Bruce Kulik there. It was what, awesome. what makeup did you put on? Didn't you have to like, it's nah. like a Comic-Con where you have to dress yeah, up I like know, a I Kiss member. I, I should have. You, you get in free if you dress yeah. up. But I met if Bruce. You, Bruce if, you could have, if you could have dressed up, who would you have picked? Cheater Chris. <laughs> You're the fake Peter Chris, come the on! Well, there so was you'd have fake, to like put yeah. some silly putty on your face and make the cheeks bigger. It has to be folding laundry. Do you hear about the folding laundry story with Cheater Chris? No, I have not. <laughs> I don't know if this is true or not, but apparently there's a, a video and Paul's rapping. You know, like he does to the audience. How y'all feel? How you doing tonight? He's doing that whole thing and in the back because you know the kiss tour wasn't doing 
you know, the, the end of the road tour after 17 years, they're like, you know, people stop showing up. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to the next one? Isn't there another one? I don't know how many farewell tours they've had. I was on like the the 12th last one. The the joke was because budgets were tight that uh, Eric Singer, who's cheater, Chris, he was folding laundry. He was multitasking because people started to have to multitask now because they weren't making as much money. So they needed a laundry guy and that was Eric Singer. And he was, you know, folding laundry while Paul's doing his rap. He's folding socks and stuff. It's not true, but it's funny as hell. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> See behind the drum. What is he doing? Fly into a good kiss joke. So anyway, so Todd, so Todd Kern, uh, Todd Kern's uh, Brent Fist from Winnipeg, formerly of Shake Naked and possibly Lineage Erickson. He was playing drums for Bruce Kulick that night, and the Paul Stanleys played there too. Todd, remember we saw the Paul Stanleys at uh, some bar. Yeah, they're uh, kiss. I've always band. wanted to see the Kiss cover bands that come through the city. The and Paul I've, Stanleys I've is never... awesome. They're all Paul Stanley. And uh, it's a beautiful concept. I think that's that's great. Even I hope like the person in the at the merch tables, Paul Stanley. I want the waitresses to be Paul yeah. Stanley, oh, the yeah, bartender. Awesome. They're great. And Everybody. There's there's and they they copy like the live album. And they go. I'm gonna turn the microphone over to Paul Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It is awesome. Anyway, how many right. times? Back to- how many times have you seen Kiss? Have you seen them live? Uh, six times, I think. Oh my god. Yeah, too many times. Like the what was the like the first one was in the eighties or something? Like did they have the makeup off by then? Yeah, yeah. It was I'd moved to Winnipeg. I had chanced I had a chance to see a couple of other bands play before, but I'm like, no, Kiss is gonna be the first band I see live. That's the commitment I made. So I waited and I think it was the Crazy Nights tour in Winnipeg, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the anthrax opened for them. It was awesome, man. Like oh, anthrax, place, really? Yeah, yeah. The place was packed. Anthrax was awesome. I didn't really know them that well. Mm-hmm. Anthrax comes off the stage. They leave. Half the crowd leaves with them. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, was this at the old barn or at the old barn? The, yep. The football field or that was the old barn. Yeah. So, you think they'd be perfect combination? Like, yeah, uh, kiss for a live event. Yeah. Kiss didn't do well in the 80s, though. They, they really well did. yeah they were they're trying to change with the times right you know it's kind of like how they made the that disco album yeah and then in the 80s it was more hair metal so they went that way and you know they're like what do we do let's go back to the makeup i guess yeah, <laughs> let's go back y'all Todd, who they... would you dress up as if you went to a kiss uh convention i'd probably go as ease yeah right yeah no one wants to be gene or paul <laughs> i used to do gene when i was when i was growing up but my buddy richard always wanted to be gene so that's when i started doing ace mm-hmm. i was like oh, okay i'll let you be gene you guys get the dolls i had uh my buddy richard had the dolls i had the i had the peter chris the when i was a kid did you sure. wipe, did you wipe the makeup off the faces no we actually took us like a I don't know what it's called. <laughs> to try to take the makeup off the faces so we could see what they actually looked like. <laughs> Dumb fucking move. We ruined those. You know, those action figures are probably worth like $700 each. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And All we're right, like, no- oh, no. So that's what they look like. Unimpressive. Yeah. Our aunt and uncle had, I was, uh, first thing that came to mind was our aunt and uncle, um, Ronnie and John, because they had, they had little figurines on their bureau. But it was mm-hmm. actually the Beatles. It wasn't. It oh, wasn't yes. Yeah, that's right. 
I always thought the Kiss was like the American Beatles. You know, it's like oh, their yeah. version of the Beatles, with like the 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 glamour and the glitz and all that. You oh know, yeah, like pyrotechnics. Well, they, oh, they yeah, yeah they show. Their, their idea was to be the heavy metal Beatles, right? Like they're a huge Beatles fan. They're like, oh, we can have four members and they all sing. And that's why mm. they pushed Ace to sing. Like, well, you you know, you're holding out. We want to be the heavy metal Beatles. Great. Yeah. You'd be singing. Come on. So Ace. And uh, Ace do you remember the, the original name? Fuck. <laughs> no. So, like Kiss before they were Kiss. They, they were performing Wicked as Wicked Lester. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have, which I is, have the, if you I listen have, to that, it's weird. I got oh, the yeah, it is weird. I, I've heard it too. It's like, what? Yeah, flutes and shit. <laughs> it's like a spinal tap version of Kiss when they go back to the 60s or something. It yep. does not yeah. sound. No, it's good, actually. I, I actually like the Wicked Lester album. Like, I, my, my, music's, my music taste is more eclectic. Mm-hmm. So. There was a fringe show about Kiss called Wicked Lester. Do you remember that at all? No. Yeah, way back, like oh, man. back, Alan McKenzie was in it from One Flight Down, the YouTube channel, and uh, a few other locals. Of course, it was local Winnipeg that Fringe Fest. Awesome, oh. but yeah, you know, it's too bad I missed it too. I missed it. Uh, it was uh, that year, but yeah, it was. They should remount that show. I think at some no point. kidding, was, especially right now. Yeah, yeah. What about the Kiss movies? Like, not miss the, not miss the Phantom, but the. Detroit Rock City wasn't there one called it was like Detroit Rock City yeah it was pretty good it was a, hol- a Halloween special with Elvira but Kiss isn't in it <laughs> no well they are they show up at the end of Detroit Rock City they but do they're not like acting yeah they're just there they perform at the end rock and roll yeah surprise surprise what was that Elvira thing Todd it was a Halloween yeah, special I think, checking the kid I, I think it was yeah I think it was with uh it was Paul in do you remember him I love Paul in yes Paul yeah. in I think it was him, oh my God. him, Elvira, and then the Kiss, Kiss were there. It was some Halloween special, but this I was, oh my God, I was probably ten maybe, yeah. years old when I when I saw it. It was like, oh, that's pretty cool. But uh, that's that was, you know, probably late, very late seventies. Oh, for sure. Like back when in the variety show heyday, you know, yeah, like for absolutely uh yeah the kiss they've been on they've been around on television for sure you know i remember it was what i think it was conan introduced them when they came back as the as a fake no with peter and ace they rejoined in what 2006 or something like that oh i don't know sean would know that sorry would say that again they've gone through a few members when they reunited because they took you know they peter and ace the people wanted it so they got back with peter and ace they did a tour, right? And uh, I think I think that was around mid two thousands. I saw that tour. That was the only Kiss concert I went to. Was with the original lineup. It was. Yeah. It was like I said. It was one of their farewell tours. I yeah. Mean, they've had. I don't well, know how many. Had, since, well, they but... had. They had the reunion tour, right? They had the reunion tour with the original two guys. So they, they, they canned, they canned uh, Bruce Kulick and uh, uh, Eric Singer. Mm-hmm. That was their 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 past lineup they can those two guys they had an album in the can which they didn't release and then later it got leaked and then you know they did unplugged right do you guys see mtv unplugged oh yeah and that was really good because it incorporated the other members as well right there was like six of them see that was the right way to do it in my yeah without the makeup that was the one yeah yeah so they had uh, eric singer and then they also had peter chris on drums both playing together 
Mm-hmm. Ace was up there. He did a, the Stones is two thousand men. Um, but Ace got to play with Bruce, which for me was a delight because I think I it this is a hot take, but I feel that Bruce Kulick is the definitive Kiss guitarist for me. Right. He's he's technically the best. Uh, he can be well, emotional. He can play fast. He can play slow. He can play blues. He plays slide. He can yeah. play metal. He can play acoustic. Like, but like he didn't. Uh, he he didn't. One thing I liked about when when they brought in new members, like say Eric Carr. Yeah, he got he got a new face. Yeah, he moved, like the wolf or something. something uh, the fox. Like that. The fox. And then uh, the next guitarist. I, I'm not sure who that was, but it had like some sort of Egyptian yeah. thing on his forehead. Who was that? Vinny Vincent. Vinny, okay, Vinny Vincent. And then, like, the, then they just stopped doing that. And it's they like, okay, then you're gonna have the right? fake Peter and Ace, and yeah. that kind of pissed me off. You know, I was like, I don't want to see fake Peter and Ace. Yeah, like, they see- should have had their own because Eric uh, Eric Singer wanted to have his own identity. He didn't really want to be somebody else. He wanted to be him. Yeah. But you know, he's a paid employee, so. Exactly. It's yeah. Like well, I guess it's a smart business it's like, move. It's like when the corporation told you to go into the office. I'm I'm not gonna be. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to come up with a good one here. I, I, I don't want to be Cheater Moore here. I want to be <laughs> Ronald George Moore. Exactly. <laughs> but you do what the corporation says, and you know Eric Singer did what the corporation said. And if he's got to fold laundry, he folds laundry. You know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> for sure. Sweeping the floor after the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe you can get a job working for uh, working for David Lee Roth, and you can put the talcum powder there on the. Uh, on his shuffleboard. On his shuffleboard. <laughs> I don't get that reference. <laughs> oh, I tell the story. God damn it. Oh, well, the last tour that I went to go see with Van Halen, um, with um, with Dave, uh, he, just before, like, when the opening band left, they come out and they started putting this click flooring together on the stage. Okay. Center and stage. then, and then, yeah, center stage where he sings. So then, then someone else came out with a bunch of talcum powder or something, and just kind of spread it all over the the uh, the floor. So then he comes out and he's slipping and sliding and doing his shoo shoo bop and and whatnot. <laughs> but <laughs> shimming and stuff. Yeah. The only problem was like it was like God if he does a high kick or something and that and his other foot, yeah, his other foot, you know, loses grip. He's gonna land. That on was his the ass. most captivating part of the show was was wondering if he was gonna slip and fall on that talcum powder. People well, everyone was throwing, Yeah, they're all they're all just looking at it. what are they doing? Oh, they're putting the flooring. It was like an hour to put the freaking click floor out <laughs> after Cool and the Gang uh, finished performing. We're watching yeah. this guy. There's like Kiss with their opening band. They they don't have opening bands anymore because the budget's yeah. a little tight. So they had a painter on stage and he's painting. You see him oh, I painting, yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is just as enthralling as the opening for Kiss's band. When oh, when was this? Painting. Oh. oh yeah, they they don't have opening bands anymore. Okay, so so cool in the gang, the one that we saw. No, 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 sorry. No, no, I mean for Kiss. Oh, for Kiss. Kiss sorry. is using a painter. Okay. Yeah. Cool and the gang are painters now. Did you know that David Lee Roth opened for Cool <laughs> No, Cool and the Gang were they they were awesome. They were actually better than Van Halen that night. It, it was like watching. It was like, it or not. okay, how do you? How does this mesh? It's like Cool and the Gang, Van Halen, totally opposite 
domains of the spectrum, right? Yeah. But we were exactly. listening to it and and the just the groove and everything and, and everybody was into it. Like it was awesome. They were awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But you wouldn't expect those bands to play together no. on a bill. But they were no, so you good. I actually had a complete I honestly I came home and then I made myself a cool in the gang playlist right after. There's <laughs> some deep ass funk. Yeah. Gang, like outside of the it's fresh, fresh. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> one of the one of the weirdest lineups <laughs> that I went to was uh the David Bowie uh Glass Spider tour at the oh. uh, arena. Nice. Because it was uh, the opening acts were George Thorogood <laughs> and Duran Duran. Duran Duran opened for wow. both. And, you know, the audience when Duran Duran plays, like they were well received, but there was a, you know, a nice sized chunk. Because, you know, we're looking down and you get a nice ch- sized chunk of people just saying, fuck you, like all in oh, unison yeah. with their middle finger up to Duran Duran, you know, because I guess they didn't like New Wave. Well, that was like um, Justin Timberlake played on this festival that had metallica on it it was in toronto or i can't remember where it was mm-hmm. and um it was like all metal bands and then justin timberlake was there because he was i guess i don't know like he's kind of a cool dude he actually is a musician he actually knows how to play instruments and stuff he's not just you know he's not that overproduced right but uh he performed and uh, even though he was getting pelted the entire like for his entire set he still stuck it out there and it's funny because the metal community later goes oh fuck you gotta give it to justin you know he, he didn't give up he didn't say fuck this he didn't no diva attitude he just did his set and avoided the the cans that were being thrown at his head and you know <laughs> and, and, and did it so right or bare naked ladies same thing too they played at farm aid uh and at the time they weren't really big in the states I think they had one week. That song "One Week" was out maybe at the time. It's been every time someone yeah. says it's been, I'm always like, "It's been." Yeah, yep. Which most Americans think, "Wow, great new band, one hit wonder." I'm like, "Great new band? What are you talking about?" Like by that point, they've been around for like at least ten years. Right. Well, sometimes it takes a lot of bands to right. to to get some traction. Like the, some of them, I think we've probably heard that are famous, but they were playing years and years and years before just trying to, uh, you know, paying their dues, yeah. just trying to climb up the ladder. Yeah, I saw bare naked ladies at wise guys on campus. Is that what, right? What oh, year? Cool. Before the first album was released. Yeah. Just so before yeah. they released before that, uh, lovers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a boy band that they, they put together and they slap them together but and put a bunch of music and go, okay, we're going to go on tour next year. So here's what they did at Farm Aid. Cause it's Willie Nelson, you know, some hardcore outlaw country people. Right. And you know, yeah. John Cougar and all that. And, and then people, Americans, they view bare naked ladies as that. Oh, they have that one hit wonder song and that's all they are. That's all they do. They, you know, they're talentless. Like nobody understood like Canadians do. So they decided to do a hip hop set. <laughs> you should see it online. It's awesome. They're doing covers of old hip hop songs from the eighties. Wow, that's cool. Wicked, wicked and the rapping. Mm-hmm. And when rapping, I'm talking about like you know that super fast rapping. A little, 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 like just right, right. Wicked, like and like an auctioneer. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and no, the audience is like <laughs> bare naked. Didn't they have that? song that mm song or <laughs> anyway it's way weird. off todd way off that's different bands, that's just dummies it's okay oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
anyway. <laughs> but yeah, they they definitely are like fast rappers. Like I've well, they do I've it all. Like they're so talented. Rap yeah, and they're so they're just talented. They're not they're not one of those bands that have a hit. Yeah, they're not. They're way more complex than that. Mm. Crash Test Dummies too. Like I I don't know if you guys are fans, but they had that one album which I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, well, like the one with the like they're the mm, no not that one <laughs> how annoying is it to say that all the time have you listened to mm, 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 mm? <laughs> no they hey, had... having a having a bar where are you going with a mm's for a drink <laughs> so so that was the song so superman song was their biggest hit in canada and then mm, Song was um, the biggest hit in the states, but this uh, Brad Roberts was just on 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 Sam's show, and he was talking. Yeah, I heard that one. Or, yeah, talking it's about good, how it's a good interview. Yeah, it's a great interview. Okay, so the the album that Sam brought up was called "Give Yourself a Hand," and he actually played a song off Crash Test Dummies' "Give Yourself a Hand." Mm -hmm. That album is my favorite Crash Test Dummies album. It is probably the worst selling Crash Test Dummies album, but it is wicked. It's it's right. got all, it's all dance and stuff. Nice. It's really really good. Does it have Peter Pumpkinhead? No, no. This is a oh, post Peter Pumpkinhead. I like that one. That was uh that was their song. I think it was a part of Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. The, yes, the... correct. And they had they actually had a pretty big hit with that too. Yeah. Okay, so hang on. Like I don't know if I can share it here. I'm gonna try to share. I'm gonna actually share a song from here. Kim Mitchell has one of like Oral Fixations, I think is probably the best album that I think that they've made, but I don't know if anyone really knows about it as much as the Kimbo logo and all these other ones. Oh what who uh Kim Mitchell? Yeah. Like you'll have bands that have okay, well, this is their album that they're known for. But if but if you look at their collection of songs that they've done, they've done other albums. And if you go like, you know what, I I actually prefer this album over the one that's popular. You yeah. know, once again, it's all about the rock. I'm not as I'm not as up on just like rock culture. I mean, I know stuff, but I don't really know much about Kim Mitchell except for have a wild party. That's about it. Oh, know? he's got some really <laughs> tracks. So that's the thing is. What they play on the radio is rarely a, a, an approximation of who that artist is. Okay, I'm going to play. Uh, God, just which, which one should I put? I'm going to give this one. Okay, you guys ready? Yeah. Okay. Hopefully you guys can hear it. Now is the time to save. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. I paid for who is that? Who's Holding guarantee. That uh, prism. going to buy some tires. Well, looky here now, my oh my. I got a bug stuck in my eye. I feel the chill right through my coat. I got a pill stuck in my throat. I'm a man. Walking with a stick. I'm a man. Likes to get in his kicks. I'm a man. Talking to his dick. I'm a Getting all the chicks. Get flirty with me. You talk dirty to me. You're saying, come on, baby. Yeah. How about you party? Check 
cooking my food. I'm walking funny and it's not by chance. I got some shit stuck in my pants. You know that I have my pick. You know that I got crooks and dicks. I like the way you play your tricks. I like the way you like to squirm and kick. Pretty good. I have no idea. All over the fucking place. Alan does a bunch of singing too on some of the tracks. Like his. Mm -hmm. What is on the cover of Crash Test Dummies? What is what is that thing? Phallus looking thing. Some weird mannequin. Not not the greatest cover. I would. Yeah. Memorable. Is that like a a prostate probe? What what is that? (laughs) (laughs) He's talking to his dick right there on the cover. The whole the thing is pretty high. (laughs) Wow. Wow. No blood left in his brain. <laughs> no, I haven't heard this album, but like that was really not. I, I was not expecting that from Brad Roberts. That was me. something I found at a, sec- a thrift shop. And I'm like, all right, you know what? For 99 cents, I can't go wrong. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I don't listen to the other albums at all. This is the only one I listen to. Is it all rap? No. This whole album? No. Okay, I will fuck. Okay, I'll play another one. Uh, I think this one's, yeah, this was pretty good. Of course, I'm going to. junk in the junk house you did baby you did baby keep your eye on things while I'm gone keep a lid on things don't you try everything while I'm gone keep a lid on things who put the fun in the fun house you did baby you did who put your dad in the half house in the clubhouse you did baby you did who put the cat in the cat house you did baby you did baby keep your eye on things while I'm gone keep a lid on things don't you try 
Yeah, he's, he's one of the good ones, you know. He really made a name for himself, and he came from the city. So yeah, at least yeah, I think he's awesome. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm really happy Sam got that got that interview because, like, he he's the the Winnipeg guy, right? Like, Sam is the Winnipeg guy. Brad is the Winnipeg guy. Like, that's like those are identification. Like, those are identifiers for Winnipeg. Like, both of them. Yeah. Like, I'm glad it freaking happened. So, for people who are listening, when you keep saying Sam, oh yeah, they may want to check it out. Yeah. Sam Cates little... has a no, podcast. Sam Cates. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Sam Thompson, Witch Police Radio. Go check it out. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast. All right, welcome to Wish Police Radio. He's consistently always freaking good, and it's actually annoying. I actually get mad at him for being so good for being so long. <laughs> why, why don't you like falter and make some mistakes and so have some really shitty episodes? You know, I say that new merch looks pretty good. His new shirt, uh, I like it. I ordered one. <laughs> I ordered one. I want one. Hey, do you have a shirt, Ron? Nope. No. I gotta, I gotta get the design, and it's actually kind of funny you brought that up because I always wanted to just do the Robins. You know, I love Robins Donuts, oh, yeah. and I always just wanted to do a parody of like their logo. I don't care if it's the old logo, yeah, new yeah. logo, but yeah. I'm just not a Photoshop text guy. I've tried and tried to look for a free font online which matches up, and I can't. But your logo, your the fast fret, or I'm sorry, Sean Geek Fast Fret Podcast, the new one with the, the silhouette of the both both faces, yes. which I absolutely love. Uh, it looks like the podcast lettering is very similar to the Robin's Donuts uh, lettering. You know, it's not exact, but it's very close. And I was wondering, well, how did you come up with the design? We didn't. <laughs> oh, easy <No>. enough. <laughs> uh, for well, it's a, done. It's really Geek, nice. Yeah, Geekspin podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Geekspin podcast. So sit back and strap in because the show is a go. He's uh he did uh both logos actually. Oh. Yeah. That's a local dude. Local dude. Yeah, I've been meaning to uh, reach out to a few people just to but you know, I don't know. I just always think like, oh yeah, I'll have I've had merch before and it's still sitting in my closet, you know what I mean? So I don't really necessarily uh, I'd uh, go, I'd go to him. He's actually in a pretty creative space right now, so now would be the time to hit him up. Yep. Throw some shekels his way and uh Oh, I saw um I met uh, one of your uh, your guests uh, the other day. I went to the 3D Pro Wrestling at the Pyramid. Speaking of Brad Roberts, yeah, used to work there. Yep. And I was wearing your shirt. I was wearing the Sean Geek All shirt right. that you graciously uh, gave to me. Uh, whatever. So then, uh, but then um, I, a guy who works there from Volume. Uh, Phil, Phil, I know it's Phil, but Phil Batras on Instagram. Wait, wait you Instagram. met you? You saw Phil there? Is that his name? Oh, no, no, not Phil. Sorry, it's, it's, it's <laughs> Phil Batras. No, it's Lee. <laughs> Batross. It's Lee. You saw Lee? Lee, yeah, I, I saw Lee. Yeah. Was he and, doing uh, sound? 
Yeah, he was doing sound. Or no, uh, maybe he was just working. Maybe he just came for the show or whatever. But I recognize him because on his Instagram, he just he posts a lot of uh, on his bike. And he actually yeah. brought the bike into the bar. And, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. He's but he came up to me, he recognized your logo on my shirt. Nice. Right? So we started talking and just told him it was a great interview and volume, talked a little bit. So, yeah, he's really great. That's cool because you had, because we had, we had talked, you had uh, that, that album you bought, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the guy that uh, produced it, right? He was the engineer. Oh, for uh, uh, Off the it? Wagon. Off yeah. the Wagon, yeah. Which yeah, is that's a great right. album. I should have mentioned that to him. Damn it. I would have liked to have uh, yeah, yeah, talked about that. Conversation. But I, I just love that volume um, Spider-Man band or yeah. that, that CD. He's selling them again. Is he really? Yeah. He's like got, reissue uh, or he still has them in his closet? Uh, he's kind of reissuing them. He's actually, so what he's doing, um, he's had some struggles over the years. So right now he, what he's doing, he's, um, he's redoing, he's redoing the CDs and he's actually drawing artwork on every single CD mm-hmm. and hanging, handing them out like no cover, no nothing. It just says, uh, he's got one called Cuddy. Lethal. Right. Cuddy, Cuddy. right? Yeah. Um, I bought that off of him, and then he has Dome or not Dome. Oh my god, volume. <laughs> what <laughs> he was in, he was in Dome. burning other people's CDs and putting them out. No, no, but he also did uh, he volume, but the full because when volume the volume CD was released, it was only a four track EP, it yeah. was a teaser for the, for the full length album, and the full length album never came out, which is one no. of the things we talked about when we had him on. So, anyway, he had uh, he was selling that, but with all the tracks on it. Not just the four, but I think there's like eight on there. And then he's also selling the Amazing Spider Band as well, volume Amazing Spider Band. So, but he's selling them for like five bucks a pop, I think, or ten bucks a pop. Well, it's just amazing that album. It, it's worth so having. note for note, yeah. perfect to the old Amazing Spider Man cartoon. Why don't you have Alfie on your show or Lee? Uh, Me? Yeah. <laughs> on my show? Yeah. Oh God, uh, I'm not saying no. I just haven't gotten around. Like the way I work the show is basically I like to have the guests kind of inspire the next guests, if you know uh, what I mean. Nice. So like, like what uh, I'm doing, like what Todd and I are doing right now to you. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> just, uh, but there's uh, definitely a few where um, I've interviewed somebody and they said they worked with 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 someone else, and then yeah, yeah. so then I would. You know, in the back of my mind, it's like, okay, well, I'll I'll ask them or if, to be on the show if you know. And a lot of times, people just uh, they don't say no, but they just don't answer my email. So yeah. It's, yeah, it's fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen. We're still waiting for Scott Ian to get back to us from Anthrax. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with him? He, hey, he well, doesn't know what he's missing here. We we reached out to Daryl Dwarf from the Killer Dwarfs, and he said, "Sure, sounds like fun." Mm-hmm. And then. Uh, how long was Todd the when we when we we brought him on? Like we're like he's only gonna give us like twenty minutes, and then it's like two and a half hours later he was still yakking. Yeah, I remember oh, yeah. that one. I I heard that episode. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was really good. And then when he, when uh, Killer Doors they came they played at the uh, Bulldog. Mm-hmm. They were supposed to play at the casino, but the casino was was they, they couldn't get a date in there, so they played the Bulldog and. Boy, they had some interesting things to say about the bulldog, which I don't want to share here. But let's let's just say they're not going to play the bulldog again. Yeah, but you never know if it's if like maybe they didn't get the email or whatever. You know, maybe they forgot. It's it's hard to say. Artists are are finicky folks, so you never know. Like sometimes yeah. you just have to keep 
you know, sending them. I, I send a, a, a text message or not a text message. I send a message every year to YSN Fab, local rapper in yep. uh, Winnipeg, who I really like. And I'm sure he wants nothing to do with me. But I'm like, uh, usually every year I'll send him and not get a response. But I always thought it, he'd be really interesting to have on uh, the Manto My Job podcast, by the way. I don't know if you even mentioned it. No, we didn't even mention it. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Here, here's your moment to shine. Introduce, I have a podcast. Introduce, wait, introduce yourself on our show using the, I don't know, the style. Hey, you mean that yeah, there we go. <laughs> hey, it's the Shogun Fast Fred podcast <laughs> with RGM Rickham. Uh, yeah, I have a, a show that's on SoundCloud. I drop two a week and um, uh, Tuesday, Twitter, Friday, foreplay. And uh, uh, once in a while, I like to interview some sort of Manitoba artist who I really like. Generally, it's just someone I know or have reached out to and just I think is really cool and want to share their story. of. And the whole idea of this, it's very much like Mark Marin, where I, I try to find out where their roots are, where they come from how they got to where they are and um, what makes them tick, I guess. So those are always a lot of fun. Yeah, they're, they're, it's good. I, I like your interview style. Like I actually have more appreciation for the artists after, and it makes me like your approach to it makes well, me I, want, like, I, I, I know them now. I need to yeah. listen to their stuff or I need to read their book. Like, well, I try to take that. me out as much as possible because, like, I'll, I'll like, I like, I like to have those interview shows exactly one hour, including like the theme. Mm -hmm. I do an opening bit based on the conversation, a little monologue, blah blah blah. So it's an hour. So like the interview with the person is generally an hour. Oh, and I do the money shot at the end is I do like this hundred question rapid fire test to see if and they you know to see if we they can complete it. If we can do it together, they win uh, a growing pot of money which is you know about 30 bucks right now so anyways um <clears throat> so i will do like an hour interview but then i gotta cut at least you know usually about nine minutes yeah. of, of of conversation on there and sometimes we go even longer hour and a half and then i'm like oh my god what am i doing i have to here's cut out 40 minutes here's your patreon exclusive content well, yeah, if you want to hear yeah. the whole that podcast, <laughs> I was doing that too. But another reason I edit is because I'm such an idiot and I'm dumb and I I make stupid sounds and I I, I stammer, I stutter, and I, I like I really like to try to clean that shit up. You know, if you, if you're talking, you you know, like I I'll try to take even that little I'll take out. Yeah, the editing process is long. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. Uh, it's it's but so I've kind of learned to like keep just keep it under an hour so I don't have to cut out too much because sometimes you're like fuck I really wanted to keep that in there but just for time's sake see what I what I've been doing is I, I, I so here here's some inside baseball folks those long ones I'm like fuck it <laughs> just like all this half. isn't getting in your show I imagine all this oh no for sure. right oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I'm but I'll have some interesting sound bites in there or something. Oh yeah, and then that's the thing too. You put that in, and that takes away from you know the interview. Yeah, there was the one episode that Todd and I did. It was just Todd and I, and I remember I spent three hours trying to find the right soundbite to put in. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's, I'm like, I know that soundbite exists. I'm going to find it. Mm -hmm. And, and it I'm actually, wondering, it was bass. It was bass. Todd said, "This is bass Ackwards." Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. That was recently. <laughs> yeah. And I had to find that fucking. And there's a song called Bass Backwards. By who? I I don't remember. I I have it saved. But, but that was your soundbite from that song. Yeah. Oh, nice. 
Like I imagine. Now, if I didn't say Albuquerque right now, I would wonder where you're going to put it in this interview because well, you just said it, somewhere. so it's now it's going to be. I know, yeah. but you may not use this. <laughs> I don't. Say, you know, I knew I should have made a left turn at Albuquerque. I actually, I actually, like, I've been working on a soundboard. <laughs> I don't have it on this computer, but I have a soundboard, so I've been try, trying to do it live. Insert the uh, clips in live if I can. That's like a fine trying to find Waldo within the uh, the podcast. Yeah, with Albuquerque. I'm trying to get better at it. There's <laughs> other shows and the, there's other shows that 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 do stuff that I've always wanted to do, but I'd like to do our own spin on it. Right. Well, but the um, where they they do they have like little theme songs to certain things, uh, certain segments like, of the show. I always love Letterman and, and Paul Schaefer for whenever they had a segment. Paul would always come up with some stupid little yeah. jingle at the beginning, like <laughs> shaking his heart. <laughs> and then even like letter, we get letters. Yeah, we exactly. Lots and lots of letters. Letters. <laughs> it's so hey, great. Hey, circling back to the beginning of the show. Did you know that Anton Fig, Ace Freely's drummer for many, many years, was uh, the uh, Paul Schaefer's drummer? No, well, I knew I know Anton Anton Fig from Paul from Paul yeah. Schaefer's band, but I didn't know he was in Ace Freely's band. He was he was one of the Kiss one of the many Kiss ghost drummers when Peter just couldn't show up. <laughs> oh, so he, no. play, he played on Dynasty. The drummer on Dynasty was actually Anton Fig. Oh, is that right? That's right. There's no why? Why, why, why do you think that was? Oh, because I mean, Peter admitted himself. I was pretty fucked up, pissed off at the drugs. Room. Yeah, the only song that Peter played drums on, and even that's in contention, was uh, "Dirty Living," which is his his track on the song, which where he sings. There's even rumor that he didn't even play drums on that; he just sang. Mm-hmm. So wait, Anton Peter Fig- had more than one solo song on, besides his solo album, but on Kiss albums, he had more than one solo. Like Beth, obviously. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, there. no, he had. Yeah, he uh, in the first albums, he had like two or three songs per album. Really, that many? Wow. You got got nothing to lose. Got nothing to lose. He's singing the chorus on that one. Peter is? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wild. I guess it's the same kind of ratio as Ringo. You got to give Ringo a couple yeah. of songs. Well, that, that's what they were doing. Right? They're emulating that, right? But yeah. what ended but up happening. spin. Yeah. So that's why they'd. Uh, but a lot of times it was Ace would write a song and Peter would sing it because Ace was too terrified to sing back then. <laughs> His first Ace's first vocal he did was, was on Shock Me. And he was terrified. And he, and he was like nervous, so they shut the lights off in the in the in the singing booth, and he lied flat on the floor, with the microphone above his head, right. And that's how he sang, uh, "Shock me." Did it make wow. me feel better? <laughs> <laughs> he was wearing black leather. Shock me. What's the other one? I don't mind. I don't mind that song actually. I, I like, like the way it, I like the way it sounds. Jack me. It's like Bob Dylan. 
<laughs> Bob Dylan sings Kiss. His next album this is what it has to be. You know how you get all these crooners? Uh, uh, what was that? The religious singer, uh, Pat Boone, he did a whole metal album. And, oh, and really? He actually got nominated for Grammy for it, too. Yeah, he was doing covers of um, um, Enter Sandman, uh, Judas Priest song, a Black Sabbath song. But he was doing know. them swing because he was he was a swing swing singer, right? Say your prayers, little one. Don't forget my son to include everyone. I tuck you in warm within, keep you free from sin till the Sandman he comes. It's kind of like Eggs Richard Cheese. Yeah, it was, it was Richard Cheese before Richard Cheese. Ray yeah. and Tom Jones. <laughs> Ray? It's Ray Jones. Tom Jones. Tom Jones. Ray and Tom Jones. Ray and Tom Jones. What are we talking about? I don't know. I don't know. I was just being hilarious. I just, Tom Jones. Remember Tom Jones came out? Uh, what was that song that he had? The very last one. The very last hit. Sex bomb, sex bomb. Yeah, that one. Yeah. I I love Tom Jones and I don't really mean his music. I mean the man. I had a I had a I had a door, a wall poster, like a remember those posters that you put on the back of the door and be like long? Yeah. I had one of those with Tom Jones in jeans, no shirt, uh standing beside a tiger. the most sexiest poster I ever had. Um, Yeah, you know, I gotta I gotta call it here. Gotta call it here. Everyone's okay. home. We gotta go. Let's call it here. Let's yeah. call it right. here. I, I just want to say thanks for having me on the show, boys. Yep. Always a pleasure seeing you guys. We'll do it again, less rushed. Rush, rush. <laughs> okay. See you guys later. Bye. Right. Bye bye. Bye. Fans of the Sean Geek Podcast, this is the Core Geek talking at you. Did you know that the Sean Geek Podcast has merch available? That's right. Head on over to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. You'll be taken to the Sean Geek Podcast store on TeePublic, where you can find the Sean Geek Podcast logo on t-shirts, totes, masks, and more. And best of all, a portion of the sales goes to help support the podcast and allow Sean and Todd to keep bringing great content your way. Once again, go to SeanMcGinnity.ca and click the merch link at the top of the page. And while you're there, don't forget to download the latest episode.